I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined in the studio today by Shaka Hislop. And you're right, Craig, I feel you're just edgier than normal. <laughs> This could be a long show. Good. Or a short show. Well, long show. Or it could be a short show. Or it could be a short show that feels I, like a long I, show. I came into last week, right? right? Get that running or they'll throw it out the window. I came into last week right. with a, a sort of positive attitude about international football <laughs> right, and okay. international week. And it's gone. Right. Absolutely Gone. Hey, don't worry, because we're starting with international football. Yeah. As Italy have qualified for the Euros, a nil-nil draw against Ukraine was enough to see them join England out of Group C for Ukraine. It's going to be a place in the playoff to see if they can book a place in Germany in the summer. Mario Malkiot is here, a very happy relief. Gab Marcotti, I imagine, is here. But of course, all the talking points at the end of this game as to whether or not it should have been a penalty late, late on. Uh, let's start with the Italian. Gab, should it have been a pen? Uh, in real time, this looked to me 100% uh, a pen. Then later, you watch more and more replays and you kind of wonder, all right, what happened with the referee here, Manzano? What did he actually see? Uh, did he leave it to VAR to sort out? And it was one of those situations where VAR is like, well, it looks like a pen, but the referee saw it. And is there enough clear and obvious? I, I don't know. I, I do think Ludric tries to win it and, and jumps to, to win the penalty, but there's contact like that. For me, that's a pen. Penalty? Craig? Penalty. Shaka? If the Italian says penalty, who, who's, nobody's going to disagree <laughs> other. I mean, I, I, I saw this and, and straight away thought penalty and, and thought... The only delay was the VAR, for some reason, was taking longer than, than he should have to, to tell the referee to go to the monitor. The fact that he didn't is, is simply... Well, it's young. not like it's a big game or anything. <laughs> no, no, nothing at I mean, stake, got, really, let's was not, there? Let's not get the referee to go to the monitor and make, an, make a decision from the stadium in Leverkusen uh, in the final group match that was sending a team to the Euros, sending one to the playoffs. Let's just not make that decision. Let's just sit there and go, well, is it clear and obvious yeah. or that? Or will we just send the referee to the monitor and let him decide? Uh, Mario, penalty or no penalty? I, I think he, he was looking for it, but I will give him the pen because you also could see him being touched. So I don't understand. I just highlighted. Why didn't he just go to the screen? I mean, look, it's his helping moment. He, if he doesn't know it himself... And he was called up from the side as well. The guy started rallying up and trying to call people out, like, hey, why is the not coming to look? And sometimes I really don't get it. If you didn't see it yourself, then you should. If you did, then that is your choice. Ah, there we go then. Uh, but what it means, regardless of a penalty or not, you are through to the Euros, Gab. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, for what we saw, and, and you know, and obviously this is a big talking point. I understand that. I've been in the business a long time. Um, for the first hour, I thought Italy played really, really well. They took the game to them. They created a whole bunch of chances. But it's this age-old thing with Italy where uh, they have trouble finishing. They have serious, serious issues uh, finishing. And, I mean, expected goals there, I think, tell their own story. And then, at the end, against a good side like, uh, like Ukraine, what happens? Of course, they've got nothing to lose. They throw everything forward. They have quality. And at the end, in that last half hour, it got really, really nervy for Italy. Mm. Probably shouldn't have been. Their, their level dropped off. And, you know, I, Italy ended up being really, really lucky here. Uh, just as I have to say, we were maybe somewhat unlucky in previous qualifying campaigns for World Cups and whatnot. But, um, you know, I guess it's, it swings and roundabouts here. Uh, what will expectations now be going in Germany in the summer, Gab? Well, uh, for a start, um, the horrendous um, experiences in previous World Cup qualifying campaigns and whatnot looks like Italy will be a three seed or a four seed. Uh, mm. So it's entirely possible that Italy end up with a really tough group again. Um, 
I, I think there is quality there in the buildup. I think the, the, the attitude is the right one. Try to play, take the game to the opposition. I think there's some tremendous individuals. When, when Chiesa is fit and playing like that, um, he's a tremendous footballer. Barella, I think, is exceptional. Di Marco, one of the best in the world in his position, as is Donnarumma when he's good. And there's injured guys to come back. Um, but I think you have to put the ball in the back of the net. Ultimately, football is decided by, by scoring goals and not just creating chances you know if they play this on xg i'd kind of you know like italy's chances to maybe reach the quarterfinals <laughs> or something but oh, but sadly craig we're not there yet <laughs> oh you dream of an xg if it wasn't on goals but on xg oh my god it's bliss wouldn't it just be bliss i just come in here 24 hours a day you started sitting here with lots of other people discussing xg uh they are the holders after all, but a lot has changed mm-hmm. since that time, clearly not only in the, the playing structure, but the management side of things as well. Gab's right, you look at the chances, I think it was Fratesi who was put through, but before that Chiesa yeah, he's had a good chance, he? scuffed yeah. it into the ground, really didn't make clear contact in it, there was another chance I think at the back post, some of their build-up play was good, Gab's right, their full-backs uh, are excellent, particularly uh, DiMarco. Obviously, Jorginho's kind of on his last legs and there are other people that can come in and play in that position. But, yeah, I mean, look, the big competitions are going to be better for the likes of Italy being there, whether you think that's elitist or not. These big competitions are better, better for the big nations being there and being competitive than not. Now, that doesn't mean you deserve to get there. They didn't last time out when Jorginho missed the penalty and they lost to North Macedonia, but... But yeah, they're going to be in with a shout. I don't think there's any outstanding team. Maybe France, you could say. That's what started me off. And my downturn for the international week was oh. the 14-0 Gibraltar right, okay. pasting. Yes. That just got me going. That got you going, right? Yeah. Lovely. Then Lukaku scored four goals. Yes. That, that got me going even more. Right. So yeah, I mean... I, Lovely 48 hours. I, beautiful. <laughs> then I, yeah. And so I'm actually, for one, I'm happy at you earlier because I think it'll make it a better competition. Who's going to get your goals, Gab? Is there an answer? Well, uh, maybe Skamaka can uh, live up to the hype he enjoyed back when he was 16 years old and they thought he was the next big thing. Uh, he has been playing a little better. Uh, Raspadori, I thought, looked sharp. And, but the thing is, the guy runs around so much and he gets tired and, you know, he's not going <laughs> to start at club level for... Um, uh, for Napoli, once a seaman returns, that's unlikely. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very valid question. Um, I, I don't know, you know, who can step in there. Retegi, I mean, guys, Argentine, naturalized Italian. Argentina won the World Cup. I mean, he wasn't there, of course. Um, but, you know, if, right. when he's fit again... How are those straws, Gav? We really are. We really are close to your straws. Gino Immobile, how about that? Well, I, I, I tell you what, it was Toto Scalacci when you there need him. Go, get him going. <laughs> Maybe throw in Graziani there as a big front man, you know. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, Italy through. England are also through from that group. And they played North oh, Macedonia. boring. Yeah, right, shut up. Here boring. we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big game. Lots of things oh. to talk about. Here we go. Harry Maguire gives the ball away. Oh, well, Harry Maguire commits the foul. Here we go. Penalty not given. There we are. <laughs> There you are. That's not a penalty well, these days. I mean, <laughs> you're allowed to block and everything these days in this sport. I mean, oh, man. That's a terrible ball, first and foremost. <laughs> Awful. And then let me let's just have a look. Uh, oh, my hey. God. Oh, I mean, to be uh, fair, his studs get caught in the floor here. <laughs> <laughs> let's just... Uh, uh, I like when he gets uh, him and says, no, I don't no, 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 There is VAR, by the way. And this, uh, uh, no penalty awarded there. Uh, but they would be uh, here. Um, what do you Rico think of this, uh, Rico Lewis, I, I, and this for me is VAR just two wrongs making a right. I think that's a clear wow. header, flailing arm because he jumps, makes contact with the striker. I, I, I don't, I didn't think anything wrong with it. But again, two wrongs somehow have made this right for, oh. for North Macedonia. There we go. Uh, Barley with a shot initially would be saved by Pickford, but then one nil. There we are. Good save, actually. Yep, not the second one though. Right. And then we take it into the second half. Harry Kane. Just, just on. come on. Just you yeah. see, you're, you're on it, Craig. Don't pretend. See, just off the bench. Well, I know. Not off the defender. 
Paul Harry, Paul Harry padding his stats again. <laughs> Go old Paddy Harry. <laughs> uh, there he is. Uh, North Macedonia won. England won. Uh, England, of course, uh, through already to the championship. Mario, you watched this. Were you excited by this clash? I, I, you know, you, you kicked off already, Harry Maguire. When the game kicked off, you understand the saddest part is sometimes that we jump on him, but he also puts himself in difficulty. Away from that, we, we saw the game going on, and then later on you see England is trying, 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 because what did he come out, you understand, the Southgate, and said, like, I want to hit the number one spot. They're very close to it, <laughs> but you never normally hear coaches talking about that, that they want to be the number one team in the world. They just want to win things. So for him to highlight that, maybe they put some pressure on the guys. I'm sh I hope it's not. And then later on, they get, you know, like, if you don't let your opponent get into the game, and I think uh, Macedonia got a little bit too confident. And when you want to hit the number one spot in the world, you should not let your opponent get too confident. Okay, they play the game on, they get an equalizer. I don't think this was a great game for England, and I'm sure he will talk about it as well, that it wasn't a great game. And going into the, the later stage, because they already were qualified, you still want to go away with a good feeling. So I'm not sure if this was the greatest feeling England needed. I don't think we're going to talk about it that much, to be honest, Mario. 1-1 uh, is how we finished. Mario alluding to the, uh, the comments that Gareth Southgate said that he wants England to be number one in the world, Shaka. Not the power ranking. Well, <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't that be every, every head coach's last minute target? you game you watched it? I, I, I did. No, I, I listened. I thought Gareth Southgate made a lot of changes. You saw that in the performance. But a number of young players who ordinarily wouldn't see significant minutes got that and I think there's there's a benefit to that other than that there's not a lot of not a lot to read into it's about what's getting to what's number okay. one what, what's one second what's number one in the world what what's what's the importance well I don't know it's Gareth Southgate it's obviously well, I'm the just status that he's looking for what is it well yes he said before the match and his aim uh, is for England to be number one in the okay world not to win the world cup or well, to obviously win the part of that but he was talking about how <laughs> the players should be excited about this game because it then gives them the possibility to become them. Well, I will, oh, shall I remind you of a team that were number one in the world? You that won absolutely deadly squat. Yes. The manager got the sack yes, eventually. Belgium. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Belgium. Yes. Yeah? What's the yeah, point? Yeah. It's about winning major yeah. tournaments. Well, yeah. Next you know, the FIFA rankings are the FIFA rankings. Next international my poor rankings. <laughs> that's what everybody wants. That's what he's, that's he's shooting for. England in qualification... Just bore me. Okay, because so every, every time they qualify, they qualify, they qualify, they beat all the, the gubbins in the group, and then they get there, and they've done better recently. They have. But not won it. There's nothing tangible to take away. No. Nope. Right. So England go into it as favourites. Uh, alongside what? France uh, in Germany. <laughs> go into the Euros as favourites. Really? Yep, exactly. Both of them are 4 to 1. Germany as uh, hosts. Well, there's, I tell you what, there's the biggest joke. Yes, that Germany is. Germany at 61. 6 to 1, yes. You have Kai Havertz at a fullback, um, which that didn't work, did it, Shaka? You were breaking No, it no, it didn't. Uh, would you like to give us your early tips as to who you think might win, Gab? Um. All right, well, I, I like Spain, uh, although now that Gabby's out, I need to revisit that. I think France <laughs> are easily the most talented team, and obviously they've had the experience of, of winning before. Uh, Portugal, 10 for 10. A lot of talent there and a very different manager. And the guy, incidentally, Craig just alluded to, Roberto Martinez, of course, who got Belgium to number one in the world and didn't win anything, but his reward is now coaching Portugal. Um, there's a lot of talent there. There's also Cristiano Ronaldo potential issues. So, but, um, you know, they could be, they could be in the mix. Germany is third because they're the host nation. Simple as, um, there's, there's no other reason why they would be third favorites. A bit like saying if it was an island, an island would be third favorites, wouldn't they? And they're absolutely pants as well at the moment. Island, mm -hmm. but you know, Portugal, Scotland. Portugal, Roberto Martinez, he's, he's licking his chops at the moment. He's lapping it up, all, all the praise. Yep. When he gets to the Euros and Ronaldo starts struggling, he's got to drop him. That'll be another story, right? And we'll find out just what kind of stomach he's got to make big decisions. Well, we've seen what stomach he's got to make big decisions with Eden Hazard. Look, I agree with Gabin and sense Spain. And for the very reasons that Italy are struggling, if Alvaro Morata in particular, and there are other facets to this team, but if he can continue his excellent form with uh, Atletico Madrid through the season and there's no injuries and he takes that into the summer, they have a goal scorer. And again, they're probably going to dominate a lot of teams. They're, probably, they're more than likely going to create chances. That's going to be their issue. And it's lucky for them at the moment, they have a striker 
and Alvaro Morata, who's as hot as most around Europe. Who have you got, Mario? I got France. I mean, like, look, when you look at the French side, I, I think um, the talent in that team and the ones who are coming, it's just, it's just scary. I mean, even I'm going back from the days when I was there, nothing has changed. They're so talented. Now it comes down if they can make a team out of what in the quality that they have. So they will be my first pick. And the other ones that you highlighted, the Portuguese side, <laughs> Craig highlighted a great point in saying, can he make big decisions? I know him personally, oh. and he likes to talk to every individual a different way. So it will be very interesting how he's going to mm -hmm. be able to when Ronaldo is not in form, because he will never have a go at him. So will he go personally and talk to him away from the team? That's going to be one of the key questions for him coming into a big tournament like that. I, I can't see much further than France, in all honesty, beating finalists on penalties in the World Cup. They self-destructed last, last Euros after cruising against was it Switzerland. Uh, and I, I don't see this team dropping off at all. I see them getting better because of those, those experiences. I, I feel they have it wrapped up. Uh, meanwhile, Craig mentioned it, of course. Lukaku getting four goals yesterday in Belgium's 5-0 victory. He was substituted and then was seen on the bench on his phone. Yeah. Is this a big deal? No, because, well, look, I, it's not something we used to do because we didn't well, no one else have phones. No one else does it, does it? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I haven't seen anybody else do it. Why should Lukaku do it? You're asking, you're asking me if that's a big deal. Yeah. You're asking me if I'm going to sit here and get upset with a player no, I'm asking and a game. you that whether or not it's disrespectful that your teammate has sat on his phone no, instead of... Sat there and go, oh. Oh, yeah. Well done, well done, well done. Oh, we're beating Azerbaijan. So it's I no problem. I don't care. I don't care, really? honestly. If it was, listen, if it was, if it was a huge game in Italy or a huge game in the Premier League when he's playing, or it was a Milan derby when he's there, and it's nip and tuck, and the, it's a raucous atmosphere, and he's sitting there ordering a pizza, that then, then it's a problem. Really? It's a difference. Yeah. This is international football. It's already over. It's done and dusted. They're four 0 up. He scored four goals. Azerbaijan, get your coat. What's it going to, what difference does it make? Uh, go on, Gav, what are you saying? No, I just want to say also the context of that game. It was, and it was, it's interesting contrast, I think, with France. Uh, they were 4 0 up at halftime. Azerbaijan went down to uh, the 10 men inside half an hour. It's very obvious that Belgium in the second half slowed the game to a crawl and they had no interest in running up the score, it, which is a total, totally opposite approach to what Didier Deschamps. Uh, did, did with France, where he sort of challenged them to score as many as possible. At that point, when your manager sends you the message, okay, guys, we're done, um, take it Get easy. Out your phones. I, you know what? I think you feel empowered to do that. He's done his part. He scored his four goals. He came off at halftime. Um, he's done. Uh, your manager, I think, sets the tone uh, as well. And, and personally, I have no problem whatsoever. I don't need to see... Belgium score 18 goals against Azerbaijan. Uh, Mario, what do you make of this? It's a mixture. You know, I, I think the highlight of the, it comes down to the quality of the game, right? What kind of intensity the game needs and how big is the game? If it's not a big game, why would you? I mean, if no one cares, why are we caring about it? Because I think the national team of Belgium will definitely jump on it. And if they didn't jump on it, they leave the kid alone. If he keeps on scoring, <laughs> hey, I give him two phones. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe many of you footballers had back in the day, but less on that. <laughs> He's making my bonuses for me. Why am I going to worry about a guy being like, oh, uh, Shaq? No, I, I, I had no issue with this. At, at most, and this is a push, it's disrespectful to the Azerbaijanis, but. That's not a push. I, 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 don't, I don't see an issue with it at all. Uh, just a reminder, an ESPN FC back on your screen tomorrow. We'll be reflecting on uh, the US against Trinidad. Yes. Are you uh, there tomorrow? Yeah, I will be. Give you two pennies. I'll give more than that if you like. Well, lovely. I look forward to whom, how many pennies <laughs> you'll be giving us. Uh, be sure to join us. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. 
Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, as Gab mentioned, of course, uh, more uh, bad news for the top players in Europe. As we saw Gavi do his ACL yesterday, painful victory, says the front page of apps, broken, uh, says Sport. He will miss the rest of La Liga season and the Euros as well. And, of course, the likes of, what was Zaire Emery we saw, Camavinga and Vinicius Jr., uh, all pick up big injuries during the international break. Uh, Mario and Gab are still with us. <laughs> like, what's your thoughts on this, Craig, in, in general? Is it a case of, look, it's just part and parcel of football, this happens, okay. or do these young players need to be protected more? Well, there is a wider argument about the amount of games over the course of a, a domestic season and the summer months and the new... FIFA Club World Cup that's coming up and all the and the increased, uh, I believe, increased games in the new format of the Champions League with with the uh, with the Swiss model, but that's maybe a separate argument to 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 what we're seeing here and it's it's an occupational hazard. Right. You know, unfortunately, you know, we've seen more ACLs in the last ten or fifteen years than we ever did. Uh, it's part and parcel. It's the most frustrating thing for a manager. Uh, when he sends a player away that they're paying huge money for, huge salary, big part of a of, of a of a of a club team, and they come back injured. I know from my experience playing with the Scottish national team for a decade plus that Craig Brown used to have palpitations at anybody who went down and the thought of phoning right. the club manager. Yeah. Well, especially like the Spain game, they'd already qualified, you know? They they were fine. Yeah, and I think that's what irritates a lot of club managers is the 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 international coaches feel the necessity to play some of these players in games that others would deem not important now. And then there's an argument to two sides to this because the international manager says, "Well, look, I don't get, I don't get much more than four or five days, maybe not even that, every couple of months, three months to work with these players. And so I'm trying to do things in a very, you know, a very condensed time frame." And so there is an argument. There is an argument there to say that he wants to get as much and see as much of these players with different players as he can. That's his argument. The club argument will always stand. It's like you know, back in the old days, managers just basically—I'm not going to say threatened players, but had a quiet word in Shaka's ear or my ear and said, "Listen, I don't want you going." Don't go to these games. It's not important, but things have changed. It's not as easy as that anymore. No, so I, I just want to mention, Sean, like this time last year was the start of the World Cup. So you take a look at those players that we've mentioned and the amount of matches they've played over the last 365 days. Vinicius Junior was 61, Camavinga 69, Gavi was 61, Zaya Emery, of course, is still 17. It's 53. There, there, there needs to be some context to this as well. Real Madrid have had their issues with injuries, just in general. Mm. So, as far as Vinicius Jr. and Camavinga goes, who do you uh, attribute that to? Zayemri as well. I mean, that was just a poor challenge. Um, he got injured. No. There, there's nothing about minutes or anything about about his injury. That was just an, an awful challenge that he got caught under. So you have to you have to kind of balance these with, with the context in, in which in, in which they come. But of course. Yes, there is this concern around injuries, always have when, when you go away on international duty. And we hear Stuart speaking about it all the time. As a young player coming through, playing that kind of minutes, your body hasn't matured fully um, and, and there is that increased risk. 
So you have to try to find that balance. But of course, a lot of these players are, are finding, finding form earlier and <laughs> earlier and warranting the kinds of minutes that, that they're seeing. It's not, they're, they're not being, you know, just kind of handed out willy-nilly. Gavi deserves every minute that he's on the park. So how do you find that balance when you're a manager like Xavi trying to get Barcelona back to where Barcelona fans want them to be? Mario, we heard Stevie but, use a phrase yesterday that at that age you haven't quite grown into your adult body and, and, and therefore and, you're, you're at more risk. Yeah, but that is also the difficulty. Why are we talking about this also? I think as a, as a young player, like an Emery or, or let's say you take Gavi, right? Young boys, very talented. And you, when you're young, you always want to play. It does not matter what your coach says. If you got a game, you got Champions League, you got your own league, you got your national team. Those are all things you, you, you experience that as I have to play. And then you have the competitive side, right? Because if you don't play, your competitor might will take your spot. Okay, these guys are very talented. So before another talent could take that journey, it's going to take a long time. But away from that, then when you play and you overwork your body for a long time, you more um, uh, you more uh, aware of like Lane saying, let's say like it's you more ready to get injured, and that is where the problem lies. I don't think only it's down to all the games you play. You need to understand your body and say sometimes, guys, I gotta step out, and that is where the difficulty is. I know it's sad sometimes because people don't want to hear that. They will say like, why would you say you don't want to play? No, but you also have to protect yourself. And when you get older, when these guys are getting older. They're going to understand it way more than they understand it now because they play a hell of a lot of games, way more mm. than footballers. And go on, Gap. No, I just want to say, I mean, Shaka put some context in there just to add to that. Obviously, Zaire Emery's uh, injury, very, very different. But uh, even in that graphic, we saw, you know, we're talking about Kamavinga and Gavi. They played 36 games where they were on the pitch for 80 or more minutes. Now, objectively that is not an enormous amount what i think really frustrates you is a situation um like we had with gavi where de la fuente makes nine changes this game is irrelevant for spain against kazakhstan and who's one of the two guys he doesn't change why it's that 19 year old gavi and he's one of the guys who, who starts both games and we're really maybe he shouldn't be starting both games because he's played uh, you know he, he's gonna play a ton of football for barcelona and that's obviously a big loss you know, Vinicius doing his hamstring, uh, you know, that's a muscular thing that that can happen. He's had this before. It's a big game. It's Brazil. You expect him to play. So um, I think it's really important to look at the data. And, and Mario's 100% right. We, we need to preserve our players. But equally, you can't just lump all these injuries together because the context is very, very different. I, I think added to that, let, let's keep in mind all these seemingly never-ending proposals to increase the footballing calendar. Right. Whether so then what do you do? Do you cap, I, like, under-21s can only play 40 games in a no, calendar? I, I, I think you cap how many games players play, period. Exactly. I, I, I am yes. not in favour of, of increasing the... I, well, they already have, but I've never been in favour of increasing the, the number of teams participating in the World Cups, in the Euros, all these other competitions that, that are, are seemingly getting thrown in the mix every time you turn around in, in an effort to, to increase increase TV revenues that for me that for me is 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 the is the biggest risk facing some of these players right now but nothing's going to change because of money is it no, well, no money always talks money does indeed always talk well a nice way to end that segment Shaka. thanks Dan. Thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Gab, before I let you go, uh, there has been some rumours on the internet that you were in Las Vegas uh, this weekend and maybe had a little nap. Uh, during... <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> Who made that? Gab, come on, let us know, man. Where were you? Uh, <laughs> oh, there we was... go. You had a long day on the transfer rater. Yeah, that's, that's what it, it was. That's it. It, it, it was extremely boring. <laughs> you guys know what happened with the Grand Prix finishing it. Four o'clock uh, in the morning, and I need my beauty sleep. No, indeed, <laughs> indeed, and you got that sleep. Uh, Gav, uh, uh, much appreciate. We let Gav go. Just a reminder: uh, uh, the latest edition of the Gam Jules podcast uh, will be. Is it you and is it you on you and Jules on Thursday, Gam? Uh, it is me and Jules on Thursday. Yeah. Wow. Presume we'll, a, a sneak preview. We'll probably be talking Brazil and Argentina. Big, oh, big yeah, game of course. coming up. They meet tomorrow, of course, in Commonwealth qualifying. Uh, be sure to check it out. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't a search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh, what a link now to Commonwealth qualifying, of course. As mentioned, it's Argentina against Brazil. Massive rivalry in South America. And for Brazil, they need to sort themselves out. They've had a miserable time so far, accumulating just seven points from opening five games. So bad, in fact, Venezuela are ahead of them. Now, Hendrik, uh, the young teenager, of course, signed for Real Madrid, uh, is expected to feature. And he was talking about Messi. Messi is phenomenal. He's very good, the best in the world. Again, I just want to enjoy the moment of being able to play against him, being in the same stadium as him, looking at him up close. I only saw him in video games. Now I'm seeing Messi up close. It's going to be wonderful. It was funny, um, we were talking about this ahead of the show, and it was like, well, Craig would just say, oh, what a load of nonsense, get out there and play. None of this <laughs> fawning over other people. Did you say that? No, I didn't say that. See, he's, he's making conversations up now. There you go. Did you say that? No, I didn't say it to Shaka. No, I was. To, uh, I... Mike, our producer. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But don't, but don't, you know, I understand being on the field with one of the greatest. I don't agree that he's the best in the world now. Uh, he was. But I understand that from any youngster. But don't let it... You know, the privilege of being on that field with one of the greats of all time. But then don't let it, don't let it affect your performance. Sure. Don't, don't be watching during the game and yeah. as if you're actually a fan of watching Lionel Messi. You have your own job to do. But then afterwards, you're, you've been there, you've seen it, you've done it. You might never do it again. So I, I, I don't... You, you've got the wrong idea. I mean, I really, don't have, I really don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think most people... I mean... What I saw in some of the MLS stuff with all the pictures and the, right. the, uh, the, uh, the arms around and all that, that was a bit much for me. But seeing a young kid saying, you know, just to be on that field with that guy, that's, that's going to be something to look back and tell yeah. people about. I'm not, I, I don't have an issue with that. Mario, you, of course, started as a teenager. Do, do you have situations where you're looking around thinking, wow, I can't believe I'm playing against these people? But- yeah, definitely, because I, I came on. I think, I think when you, uh, like, I think any player, when you come in a dressing room the first time at the first team at Ajax, I was, of course, watching them because they won that season before at the Champions League. The second one, we lost it, and then I made my debut against Milan. I come on the field, and I see Baresi, Maldini, <laughs> Boban, and Wade. I don't know if you guys know, look, we are familiar with it, and anybody that is not familiar with it, watch those guys, and you understand. If you want to see one of the greatest left-backs, ever made, you know, Maldini, oh my God. Like, I come on, I come on the field, we have a sold-out stadium of 50,000 people, and I'm a kid that just left school and come on the field. I'm sure you'd be admired by watching them and go like, wow, these are real players, and you watch them. So I understand this kid. The only thing you don't want, like, like don't make it affect your performance. I was nervous right. as crazy. It affected my performance because I was nervous as crazy. But still, I wanted to win. And I hope he does not lose that objective because winning is all what we play football for. How long did it take? Did it, did it at all those nerves settle down, Mario? I, I think, you know what we have? Uh, uh, always when we play football, when you touch the ball one time, I think your nerve yeah. is gone. 
I think that's what I have. You know, it doesn't matter what game I played. Uh, I will be nervous before the game, but as soon as I touch the ball, it almost looks like the nerve goes in the ball and it goes away from you. And I think I think you can ask the guys too. I think any individual when you play football, you have that feeling. As soon as you touch it, that's why we get upset. We are like little kids. If we don't get the ball really quickly, we get upset <laughs> because we want it that quick. We go like, hey, give me the ball. And sometimes you will play in a team and it will take so long before they give me the ball. Sometimes, let's say, if I have a couple of minutes, it doesn't matter what team I but it felt like I was 20 minutes waiting for the ball while it was only one minute. But you just hate it to wait. Give me the ball quickly. That's what we're always on about. I think as a kid, maybe you feel that way a little bit. But, I mean, I, I, I certainly from, you know, what was that, the World Cup, 25? You know, I had played, you know, played against France, played against Zidane before that, Cantona, all these people in, in the Premier League. But you, look at the, you looked at the Brazilian team in 98 yep. that was the World Cup holders from back to front with the Dungas and the Tafarels and the Cafus, Roberto Carlos, Rivaldo. But the main guy was... Obviously, Ronaldo up front, yeah. who was pretty much in his prime then. But I don't think any of us were sitting, stood and going, oh, this is just a privilege to be on the field with Ronaldo, but we were all experienced no. players. The only thing I was thinking was, I, I, I was like, see this, I hope he falls over in the tunnel. Hits <laughs> his head before the game. <laughs> the only thing I wanted him to do was get injured. There you go. I, I don't mean that badly, but I mean, I wasn't in awe of, I wasn't, yeah. you know, none of but us... you were 25, but... Yeah, 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 but I just wanted him to, like, how am I going to... I can't two-foot him. I can't punch him. He's going to terrorise us, and he did. He didn't score, but my God, he run the defenders ragged. So the mindset for us was, how are we going to get rid of this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a slight difference. Yeah, That's a very course, cynical yeah. approach how, how to it. How old were you when you were playing for Reading? Like, I, I started at 23. Right. But I, I mean, man. Bit, bit of a late starter. Well, I... I well, yeah. it's college starting. I, I did, I, well, you didn't learn a lot, did you? My, they weren't letting anybody in college. <laughs> yeah. My debut was against, was against West Brom. Anzi Ardiles was the manager of West wow. Brom, who, oh. of course, I had a lot given given his performances for Argentina in 78. No, I, I like everything Hendrik had to, to say here. I, I don't have a problem with it at all. And, and I think this is part of, of the process. As a young man, you just signed for Real Madrid. Um, there's a lot that's coming at you. And, right. and you, you have to be excited. And, and in, in a sense, it's disbelief. We, we, we yeah. all, despite what you go on to achieve in your career, there's this point when it's just starting out that every single thing that happens is a sense of disbelief. Now, I, whether he plays well or not, whether he's nervous or not, I don't think it has anything to do with Messi. We're talking about a 17-year-old playing for Brazil at the Maracanã. Yeah, under the microscope as well, very much. Under the microscope. That, I, I think, will induce more nerves in, in, in a mere mortal than playing alongside or playing against um, somebody you idolise. Well, a lot of nerves there. Not compared, though, to what we saw yesterday. Wow. What happened? It was La Liga mascot race. Oh, uh, oh. Where's, uh, Jan? where's Jan? They had to do lots of different activities. Oh, not just a race, it's all sorts. Finishing as well. Oh. Mallorca. It was the Valencia Bat who proved to be the best of them all, winning the shooting competition <laughs> and the sprinting competition. Now, you might be thinking, Dan, come on, we did all this yesterday. Are you really that desperate for content to be showing all this again? Well, it gives us a wonderful, wonderful excuse to bring back one of our favourite. Great. I'm worried about you, Bubba. Oh, 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 Beautiful. I noticed what's happened since. Beautiful. What I've not been back to another cup final since. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, see. <laughs> you know what I mean, Mario? Watford have struggled. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd have got a game for Watford that day, actually, and the mascot. Uh, yeah. Was that the 6 0? Was that was 6 0, Man City, yeah. 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 Paid for uh, my golf trip. Oh, beautiful. There we are. Good. <laughs> uh, we'll say thank you to Mario. Mario will be back with us for extra time, uh, which, as always, you can check out over on our YouTube channel. Good domestic football will return uh, this weekend. Of course, we've got every single La Liga game for you on Saturday. It's an early start. Ravecano taking on Barcelona. Late game sees Atleti take on Mallorca. On Sunday, Cadiz against Real Madrid. That is on ESPN Plus and ABC. And then on Monday, Girona looking to maintain their place at the top of the table as they play host to Athletic Club. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And that is it then. That brings us to the end of today's show. Be sure to stay tuned. Extra time is next. Mario back with us. Welcome into the latest edition of Extra Time. Craig and Shaka alongside me. Mario as well. Um, for all, coming back from international break, did any of you have a time where it was awful trying to get back to your club? Either flights were cancelled, delayed or something like that. So I'm looking at you because to Tobago, to yeah, London. I, I imagine, uh, did you accidentally miss any flights? Uh, no, never did. Like York did, didn't he? Got yes, I did. I was injured. Oh, you weren't involved with the naughty people. I, I wasn't involved with that. I, and the silly thing is, we played Canada. All the Canadians made it back, uh, but quite a few of, from Toronto and Tobago didn't. Right. So they couldn't, couldn't, just couldn't get away with it. And what was Sir Alex's response, Mr York? I think I dropped, you know. Wow, there you are. Oh, lucky, that's all, lucky that's all it was. Huh? Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It's a brave man to do it with yeah. Fergie. Yeah. Right. There's quite a few managers you might, well, I'm not saying you would, but some people might take. You can get advice. away with it. Yeah, <clears throat> not him. No? No, no, no. no. Uh, Mario, did you have any adventures playing for Holland? <clears throat> yeah, I had, I had a couple of adventures when I was a. Uh, for example, you've been at bigger clubs than Wigan, but um, the owner of Wigan, every time I played an international game, he would make sure that I flew back as quick as I could. So oh. some of the guys, you had the big heads, for example, like Edwin van der Sar, um, so Liverpool, Manchester United, all those players, they were on a, on a plane coming back straight away. And Milan always made sure I was on that flight because he wanted me back straight away in Manchester. So that was one of the big things that I, um, like sometimes they say, like if you're on a, a so-called smaller team, compared to where you are before at Chelsea, for example. They might do it for you, but it would, they didn't joke about it. And they did that for me too. So they, they wanted me back as quick as I could because he he said to me, keep my team in the Premier League. That was my objective. Wow, that's cool. It's disrespectful not to come back in it. Let's be honest about it. It's all right having a, it's all right having a couple of beers after an international game or whatever you do. Right. But you're back, you, you say to your gaffer before you leave, when do you want me back? Right. Right. I don't think yeah. it's the same that anyone's avoiding coming yeah. back. It's just no. what adventures did you have? Once, did once. You have to miss a plane I thought, well, we, we got on to the people that didn't come back. <laughs> once I, I was flying back up with, with I think BWIA was at the time, and we had, to, we had to stop in Barbados, which is about <laughs> 20 or 30 minutes away. And the, the plane couldn't continue. Oh, so you had to stay in Barbados, Shane? Oh, no, not a. <laughs> Oh. I, I just remember this. We play away in Costa Rica. Okay. It's uh, all coming back now, son, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just this How one. Just, we, we play away in flooded Costa Rica, back. and um, we we are, we flying back to to Miami and to catch a connection on on, on to England. And um, oh, after the games, everybody's out all night, as you okay. may or may not expect. Right. Um, okay. So I'm sleeping on the plane, as you may or may not expect. Yes. All of a sudden, this. The siren kind of goes off, and it, it wakes me up. There's smoke everywhere. I'm actually. I'm sitting. I'm sitting dead. Me and Stu and John are sitting next to each other. Last row of the plane. I look at Stu. He is ghost white. Opens the 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 front window thingy. We are right over the trees. Like we are right over the trees. We have to land in some in some. Uh, they come up on on some airport in the middle of the forest in Costa Rica. Oh, wow. They said if you're we over, if you're we over water, we'd have to, we'd have to touch down in water. That's how bad it was. 
they what? then had to so now there's one payphone because we're in the middle of nowhere yeah. there's one payphone um thankfully was taking us us money so we got quarters could call and say listen this is where we are because there's no phone signal where we are and um american airlines had to send a plane another plane to get us it, it was it was bad. Were you okay getting on that next plane? Were, I, I was okay getting on the next plane. Was everybody? Because you imagine everyone. A, a few people were, you know, a little bit. But at one point they were saying, "Well, yeah, we got this plane working again." And everybody uh. was like, "Hell no!" Uh, <laughs> no uh, every, everybody, everybody was uh, like, "Hell no, we're not getting on that." Plane. Mario, can you imagine Dennis Burkamp in that situation? Oh my God, he didn't even flew anywhere, so it would be yeah. a big, big problem. But I told the other side, "Hey." My man, I have no problem with flying. But when it gets bumpy, whew, I get a little quiet on the plane. Uh, Craig, there's been a lot of discussion about Liverpool's 12.30 kickoff. Does it change anything if these 12.30 kickoffs almost always happen following an international break? Liverpool have played at 12.30 post-international break eight more times than the next closest club. We had this discussion the other day. Is that when Shaka said they should play on Christmas Day then? <laughs> Don wanted uh, <laughs> Don wanted the TV networks to feel a little sorry for Liverpool and Man City and put Luton and Palace in that time slot and really boost their uh, yep. their numbers. Look, it's not ideal. I don't as we discussed last a few days ago, on this particular occasion. City are playing on Tuesday and Liverpool are playing yes. on Thursday. Yeah. Right. And but apparently this was scheduled for 5.30, but policing issues meant it was then moved back to 12.30. So there's a whole yeah. story around it it's, as well. I, I, yeah, I and, and, and to Gab's point, listen, when, oh, these, you know, when, these, when these TV deals are, are made, clubs have so, input. So if you that against 12.30 kickoff, say, listen, I'm going to take less money. Yep. Just don't schedule Steve, me. He was breaking it down yesterday. Don't worry. I mean, it's. Oh, but don't tell me. Was it a Liverpool angle? Uh, yes, it was very much a Liverpool angle. <laughs> oh, just, just, just say, listen. I'll, I'm, I'll happily take less money than everybody else. Just don't play me at twelve thirty. <laughs> just, just say that at the negotiating table, and then, and then you won't have any twelve thirties. Yep. That's never gonna go. happen, man. That's never gonna happen in the negotiation. They are going at twelve thirty. It does not matter. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Money talks again, Shaki. What's your phrase? I've, I've, I heard that somewhere. Uh, Craig, is England's golden generation, that 2002-2006, better than the current England generation? Who was that? That was Terry, Lampard, Beckham, Owen. Well, personally, I think they, they, had, they had better players. But they did not have better results. No. I, I think that, I don't know. It was quite a fractured sight from what we hear. That would be my that would be my assumption, an analysis of that team. Being bearing in mind, most of those guys were guys that I would have played against, uh, albeit they were a little younger. Uh, I mean, we're talking. You know, we couldn't sit here and say, you know, Harry Maguire, and you know, is he's a regular for England, but we can't sit here and say, well. One of the great yeah. defenders, yeah. but John Terry was. Yeah. Real Ferdinand, these guys were, you know. So I don't think there's any doubt. Scholes, Gerard, Lampard were more talented, in my opinion, as individuals than what they have now. But but in all fairness to Southgate, you know, what he's getting out of this team is way more than what what that generation got now. There was that. Yeah. You know, 2010, the World Cup with Germany, with Germany, sorry, when when that ball was over the line, so, and it, there was no VAR. Who knows what would have happened? But there was a lot of disappointments, wasn't there, for for a, such a talented side? I was very, very yeah. disappointed in the 2000s, Craig. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, the team that beat Scotland over the double header that that Hutch scored at Wembley, Paul Scholes scored twice at Hamden. You know, you looked at that side that went to the Euros. Uh, and were abysmal, but then uh, Kevin Keegan was managing at the time, and it had Shearer in the team, and it had Tony Adams in the team, and it had had Paul Lentz and uh, and and all these guys, Macker, you know, it was you know they had amazing talent, but at this moment in time, the last three or four years, yep. Southgate's getting a tune. Yeah. Uh, Mario, the Qatar <laughs> World Cup uh, began a year ago today. What was your favourite moment? Messi lifting the trophy, Morocco's amazing semi-final run. Uh, historically exciting final. 
I think witnessing the best final I've ever seen watching a World Cup because everything was in that final. You know, like they, they, I, I know people were leaving the trophies and stuff. I mean, there were not other countries were there that I probably I'm, I'm from anyway. But seeing Messi play and Mbappe, what they did in the final was extraordinary for me because the answers of them both, I think they, they both pushed each other to a level because sometimes people don't understand to, to be the great uh, to be one of the greatest footballers ever you can only be achieved that by having great competitors and to having great competitors in an Mbappé and giving you certain answers you're on a step up your game and I think that's why we saw with this one of the best finals I think ever played on a, on a World Cup Jack, you were at that final yeah, yeah fell asleep no. no was what was the game you fell asleep? It was the third and fourth place. Third and fourth place playoff. Oh. Sent you all the way there <laughs> for, a, for a, a real cutting edge report. Not in the third and fourth place game. Who was third and fourth again? I can't remember. Croatia? Who was third and fourth again? That's a good question, Chad. Who was third and fourth? Was that, wasn't that Croatia and, and Morocco? Oh, no, you were there. Well, you were there. At much expense. For, for a minute. Much expense. <laughs> Greg, the ESPN accountant now. Yes, I've crunched the numbers. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm beginning to think. Out of those three things? Oh, the final. The final, yeah, it was yeah. brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very good. Rem- did you rim the Seb? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That must have been a... That's why, that's why I needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> was he talking to you? Was he talking about Pulisic uh, initially? Yeah. He, do, he do stop, Seb. You Seb don't stop. Oh, he, I tell you what, he did me a right till another day. Oh, what did he do? Well, I got a phone call from uh, Ian Ladyman from the Daily Mail. Yes. He was writing a piece on Wayne Rooney. Okay. Oh. And he messaged me because he, he said, uh, he, he did start the conversation by, I know you don't follow it. Right. He said, but I need an angle on Rooney from America because I'm a, I'm a little blind and I want to write a balanced piece. And I went, so he said, I need, what was he like at DC? Oh. And I went, just the man for you. Yes. And I popped him. Right on to Salazar, it was perfect. Oh, and I rang Seb, he was at home doing nothing. Yep, standard. Yeah, standard. <laughs> he was at home, talking to himself, looking at himself in the mirror, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I went, very important piece, help me out, you're the man. He went, so he he did it. Perfect. Because Rooney's under stinker, isn't he? He's taken over he's, at Birmingham and it's gone—it's all gone wrong at your old club, Mario. Yeah, well, apparently yeah, he's promised no, that the, 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 the football's going to be great, Mario. Oh, wow. You know what's tough at that, that club? It's a gr- if, if everything goes well, oh, you got the best supporters ever. But when it goes wrong, yeah. I think <laughs> you don't be in that town because they really come after you. Because they make sure that every minute you will know that you're hurting them because they're hardworking people in that city in Birmingham. Everybody says that, don't they? But the fans are great until so, they're not. Well, no, well, no, that's general. I think that's general fans, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've all sort of seen that movie several times but you know everyone says oh these are the best fans and then somebody else will say no these are the best fans yeah i'm like who are the worst fans <laughs> i don't know who the worst fans are there you are see nobody but, wants to say that didn't they well, well, well define the worst fans well out of all the teams that you played for who were the supporters that you felt <clears throat> didn't support you the most i think they all supported me well there you are then see so you're singing from the same yeah. hymn sheet but you know if you they all could tell So yeah, no, they, yeah, I don't so know. So Mario's point, your point is invalid. No, they, they, my point's not invalid. My, point, is, my, my, invalid. Point, my point is, they all supported <laughs> the players, and when it went badly, right. they all had to go at the players. Right, that's... that's but Mario's that's saying they're the best supporters. They can't all be the best. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Because when they love you, I'm telling you, Greg, when I was in that stadium, my first season, had a great season there. The second... <laughs> was a different type yeah. of season and then everything turns against you and then I played against them afterwards it was the first time to experience a whole stadium booing against you a good experience but it was oh, something you, tough you, to take you, you, you want to go and play for Celtic mate there we go see what see what that's like with 60,000 till oh, 60,000 uh, and then wait for you and then wait for you in the car park mm. oh that is exactly Somebody. what Birmingham did that is oh, exactly no. what God. Birmingham did <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> there you go <laughs> Birmingham. Hey. Birmingham. You can walk down Birmingham, nobody would know you. Who cares? Birmingham. But that's that I mean, because you think about that. But no, my You're telling it me it's Wigan next. It's a, okay, no, you didn't next even live in Wigan was so bad you didn't even live in it. No, 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 no. Wigan was so bad I didn't live in it. But when I was at Ajax, my friend, I was 19 years old. 
<laughs> I understand what you said, but imagine playing for a country or in at a club in a country where they always winning, and at one point you don't win. Let me see how mm. those fans turn. Because oh, Ajax yeah, fans so. don't like it when oh. they're not winning. What's the best thing about Wiggins? The beer, isn't it? To be honest. No, the pies. The pies. The pies. The pies. You're not being a Wigan? No. You no. don't know what you're missing. No, I don't, I don't know. I'm not being a Wigan. Mario, do you think Koeman is the right man to lead the Netherlands into the Euros? He's got them into the Euros. The only thing is what I'm now focusing on. Can he get all the players fit? So he's waiting for Noah Lang. He's playing at PSV. And then uh, Memphis Depay has been out for so long. Uh, the young. You know, if he, if he can get all his talents back, because we have to remember, Koeman was the same guy that turned Holland into a great team and then uh, Van Gaal took over and then he went to Barcelona. But at the time when he left Holland, the team was really, really playing well. So at the point now, I'm saying, can he generate the same momentum again and build a team? Because they need to be good as a team. Because as individuals, I don't think they're going to be um, ready enough to do something. But if they want to make a big surprise, I think as a team they can do something. Craig, since you're a Roberto Martinez fan, start bench or drop these decisions. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. No, this is. This Don't is. take it personally. This just... is wrong. No, no. You have to. You have to defend yourself. I'm, I just look at the, some of the decisions he's made. I don't think he's a terrible coach or anything like that. Okay. But I, I think. I think you have to question somebody. But... So wait, 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 wait. Let me then give you the options of these three decisions. Ronaldo with Portugal, Hazard with Belgium, or Mario at Wigan. What do you mean? <laughs> What's it, what do you mean? What do you mean? Which has been his best decision of his life and his worst decision of those. What was the decision with Mario? Well, well he played him. <laughs> well, he he gave played him the captain's armband. He him. He <laughs> him. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think that's even, I, I, I tell you what, that's even worse than thinking Eden Hazard can play at the World Cup. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> How do I do this? Sorry? How do I do it? Uh, however you want to. What is the worst? Worst decision. The worst decision? Yeah. Was definitely... Uh, was R Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo to stay at Portugal. Hazard... No, 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 no. Hazard straight... Hazard's, yeah. uh, Hazard's the worst Hazard's decision. Hazard's number one. I, I think any international manager has ever made. Well, that's a bit of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst decisions for an elite country. Bear in mind Hazard's previous couple of years. Sure. So he's he's number one. Yes. Uh, You're taking this quite seriously. Yeah. Mario's going to jump through well, the I'm screen. Gonna say, <laughs> I'm going to say keep Ronaldo is is. No, Hazard was the worst. Yes. Keeping Ronaldo around, yeah. it could work. Yeah, but the best. Making him captain at Wigan. Yeah. Good. <laughs> hey, hey, I kept hey. him in the Premier League. That's all yeah. I had to do. Mario's on the edge of his seat. All right, lads. All right, lads, I've got this. Sing uh, Single-handedly. Leave it to me. Here leave it go. to me. Shaka, what's the weirdest things you what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? I once tried octopus sushi and it felt like I was chewing on rubber bands. Oh, octopus sushi. Octopus is nice, isn't it? I had that octopus at the weekend. Sushi raw octopus. Yeah, raw octopus. Yeah, not, not raw. Yeah, no, the weekend. Where were you? Well, I had calamari, but it had octopus in it, but it was fried. <laughs> Well, you know where was it? I was in a restaurant. Yeah, but yes, but where were you that was eating popo? That was the that was the question. I was eating what? Popo is uh, octopus in Spanish, mm. Mm. which is often to refer to because it's a Spanish dish. What a muppet! No, no, it's an absolute muppet. I'm just you, you don't know anything. I, I know more Spanish than you. So, right. so, so drop calamari the, and octopus. You drop had. the guys. Where did you have that? Local restaurant. Which I went, one? I'm not telling you where. <laughs> I went out. Uh, Who with? <laughs> I wouldn't eat, I'm not a fan of a big fan of sushi. I mean, I'll eat most things, most dishes from yeah. different various <clears throat> countries. I'm, I'm. I like sushi. Yeah, but I oh, know I'll have a bit of sushi, but I couldn't. The octopus, because it is. I mean, raw yeah. octopus. Yeah. That's pretty. No, it's <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Raw octopus. What about you, Shank? Had snails. Oh, snails are lovely though. Snails. I don't think that's a big deal, is it? I've had a raw. You think snails are lovely? Yeah. 
Uh, I only had it once. Well, it was alright. Yeah. Well, I've never gone back. <coughs> yep. That's, like, that's the oddest thing I think I've eaten. Uh, what, about you, what about you, Mario? What are you shaking No, I'm listening to you guys. I lived in Rennes, and apparently Rennes is one of the nicest places to eat scales, snails, or whatever you guys want to call it. And I never tried it because just to put like a like a, what is it, like a needle and pull it yeah. back out. And pull it oh, out. No, yeah. guys, listen, yeah. I love sushi. Italian food, Surinamese food is number one for me. But for me to try out that kind of stuff, it was a step ahead of me. Now I'm not developing that level yet. Maybe one day, but it didn't come yet. Did they play for Rens? What's, what's Did they play for Rens? I was a Ren, yeah. Well, they're the best fans. What's he asking me for? Well, they're the best fans. My friend, my friend. We we're not. It, it's it's okay, yeah, because the guy that. He owns Ren. He's not a bad guy. And he took care of his team really well. It was one of my best seasons I had. That's why oh I'm great. Here the... we go again. You know why? You know why? passive aggressive, my friend. Let me finish my, 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 my line. You know why I say that? Because I left England and my, my hope was just to come back to England. So that's why I said one of my best seasons. Because I worked hard and that's how I got back to Wigan. And guys, listen, playing in the Premier League, playing in the Premier League, you can hate me or not, but we all have tried it and we know what it gave us. Yeah, got a taste. I had a, let's see, I'm trying to look it up now. There's seafood at Turks and Caicos. When, when, when we used to go down there. They, oh, back in like 2010. They, they did um, conch. Oh, really? So the, out of the shell. So you could go and you could dive, you could get the conch, and then they, they, they do that um, raw. So they do that role with just um, lime juice and so on. There's there's a part of it that, that um, you eat fresh, straight out straight out the shell. They pull it out with the, the thing. That was kind of odd, but that nice. Was, but very nice. Yeah, I, that was very nice. There you go. Well, there you go. Wait, 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 guys, guys. If you eat all that stuff, you guys also eat all those animals like dog and and all this stuff. You try that cat. And in China, no, how they eat that? Oh, you Mario, eat that how do you think we've gone down I, 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 I believe it's that from seafood to a cat. How you make that jump, Mario? <laughs> I've got three dogs. I don't think I've eaten them. <laughs> I mean, I think I wake up. I wa I think I'm walking the dogs, not eating them. Barney, Barney looking good, pretty good, delicious good. today. Hey, I'm looking at them tonight, going. <laughs> 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 Roast that back leg. That's um, what I'm they say on. when you go to uh, Asia. Craig, did you watch any of the F1 this past weekend? Your thoughts and would you ever attend if it's held in Las Vegas again? Uh, I, 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 yeah. It looked really cool, didn't it? It looked excellent. Yeah. Did it? Yeah, I thought. I don't think brilliant. you saw m many fans, though. That was a thing. I, no, I don't want to look at fans. You know, I want to see the whole. I want the whole shebang. Look at everything down the street. It looked fantastic. I thought. Yeah. The trouble is, I mean. It, it was, uh, I recorded it because it was the time it was on, yeah, 1 o'clock in the morning, which I think they could look at. Okay. Drivers were moaning about the track temperature. Do you want, should we get really boring now? No, no, they were, Max Verstappen was moaning. But no, I think the it was, thing. I, no, yeah, he moaned from start to finish. <laughs> but actually after the race, he like, most drivers said it was an exciting race. I just think there's a few things we need to look at, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, same we go, we got there in the end. Yeah, it was good. Well, not for stopping winning again, not just because it's like... No, but would you go and watch it? Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. You'd have to go VIP, you wouldn't want to be... Because there was a lot of problems, wasn't there, for the crowd? They got kicked out. Well, I went to... Uh, I've only really? been to an IndyCar yeah. race, I've never been to a Formula One race. Right. Would you like to go? Well, as we are the... Uh, as we are the... Uh, host broadcaster here in the US, you would think there would be some avenues that we could get yeah. some, uh, some you, so you would like to. Well, I, I, I tried oh, that. I'm trying to get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh my God. Well, put it yes. up. I, yes, yes. Listen, listen, I, I tried before. To go? Two or three years ago to okay. get some leverage. Oh, you made some? Uh... I made some calls. Okay. Didn't get far. Right. And I gave up. Okay. But, so layers, <laughs> layers, layers, layers. like to go? Layer, there was too many layers of m to go up. But if our boss, who loves Vegas, said, Craig, would you like to come with me? Only if he got me good tickets. Yes, he would want good I don't think he'd say to me, do you want to go with me? He might do. Uh, well, no, nah, only if he was 
Only if they were feeling unwell. Uh, Mario, do you you care about the F1? I've never been, but it would be something that I will be open to to, uh, go one day. Because I've never been in my life. Very seriously as well. Uh, Um, Do people think Verstappen's a bit of a cocky idiot as well in in Holland? No, in Holland totally not. Because they they really admire him. They talk about him literally any TV you put on. From Verstappen has made it. He's the glory of Holland and everybody talks about him well. I've not heard anybody saying anything wow. of the cocky side. So there we are. That yeah, end, well, that, uh, there's a reason for that. <laughs> What's the reason? What's the reason? What's the reason, Greg? <laughs> because the country is small, Craig. If you have a small country, it's always going to happen. When you get one here, we're going to talk about it. Just not. I shouldn't have to. I, I shouldn't have to like, lay this out. It'll be quite a simple one to work out. Uh, there we go, everyone. That is it. That brings us to the end. Uh, yeah. for it's a bit like golf. <laughs> right. A bit like golf? Yeah. Sometimes you've got a big golf tournament and it's better to watch it on TV. Oh, my God. I thought we were going back to this. ESPN FC back with us tomorrow. Max Verstappen, our special guest. Oh, God. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com FC. Just go to Indeed.com FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 